Hello and welcome to the Free Mind Podcast with Seth and Never Ready. This is Stephen Robles, and we have another great interview episode for you this week. This is with a youth pastor, Doug Damon, who's a longtime friend of Seth and Nerva. And we're going to be talking to him in just a minute. And before we do, I want to connect you one more time to impact360.org. And again, it's so applicable, these guests that we've been having, because this time I want to point you to that Gen Z course on impact360.org. And it's great. This is actually one of their free online courses. And so you can go in and take this course absolutely free. It's great for pastors, leaders, uh, youth pastors, talking about the Gen Z generation and how we should approach them in the Christian worldview. So you could take that course for free. And then when you want to jump on one of those paid courses, like on Worldview, Truth, and the Resurrection of Jesus, you can use the promo code FREEMIND for $25 off. That's right. That's and if you, if you use it on that free one, they might send you that old $25 check. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think they'll do that. But, <laughs> I don't think uh, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that is not accurate. That is not no. accurate. No. Uh, Negative. But we wanted to also remind you guys, we just launched that uh, the Patreon yes. thing. And we thank you guys for those of you who have already uh, decided to go ahead and, and be partners with us on that. And I hope you're enjoying those bonus episodes. Um, we and we are doing- in the midst of the Mountain Prophet interview. Uh, there's yes. four bonus episodes, interview with the Mountain Prophet himself. Yep. I know a lot of people wanted to hear from him in person. Yeah. And uh, we saved that for our Patreon supporters only. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, and there, there, there are there. reasons. <laughs> uh, and one of the reasons is it'll set your hair on fire, which that's is right. what we said yeah, in the right. intro. So we hope you guys enjoy that. And and I just want to encourage you, man, if you, if you do enjoy this ministry, you want to help us take it further and make even more impact with it. Gone and, and uh, sow that seed. That's right. You, you, you know what, yes. Brother Robles? Even now, mm. even now, there are eight people listening to this eight podcast <laughs> that have that $2,000 seed in their Seth. spirit. Now, listen, <laughs> they do that, and the rest get a thousand, man. We hit that reach. That's right. That's we right. have to set a 10000 we get? Can we get some of that uh, Jerusalem mm. water to send them, oh though? You know, I know I you, you, you got some. I, right? actually, I actually got water from Jacob's Well in there Israel. There you go. Sitting well, on my listen, right now. you going to sow that $10,000 seed? We're going to hit you with that Jacob's Water. <laughs> I will dip a rag into the Jacob's Well. No, no, no. That is not on Patreon. That's right. That's right. Not on Patreon. But, man, but if you do ten thousand, no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 just kidding. But we're we're super excited, man, to be able to put bonus material on there and go yes. maybe more mm-hmm. in depth and and just like be a little let our let our hair down a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. On this uh, Patreon because we know uh, the people that are that are doing that can probably handle it. <laughs> and if you you know if you have questions that you would love answered on this podcast, send them to us either by social media, Freemind FM, or email podcast at freemind.fm and we might even do some bonus episodes on that maybe answering some questions some Q&A all that kind of stuff so yeah submit them to us and support on Patreon awesome All right, so we are super excited today how you feeling babe I'm stoked I'm I'm so so pumped man because we got my my best friend in the world in the his house and uh, I don't even know what to do for an intro because it's like it's (laughs) it's got to be such an epic intro yes (laughs) That I'm intimidated by the intro. See, and I'm tempted to skip the intro. Maybe we should have found a song or something, right? A theme song. Oh, or some we, kind of. we might we might actually throw down some songs Maybe we'll today. Maybe we'll edit one and no, just kidding. Uh-oh. But um, man, it's just crazy that my my best friend ended up in town this weekend. We actually uh, have a a family mm-hmm. friend who who passed, and uh, yeah. you know, simultaneously mourning but also joyful um, gathering of of friends and family. Yeah, and so um. Yeah, man, I just, before we even jump in, you know, I wanted to, I was just thinking, how do, how do you even really give context? Because there's so many memories, so much, uh, so much rich history and rich present friendship. Mm. 
that it's hard to capture on a on a podcast. Definitely. And so we're going to do eight episodes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Come on now. But, you know, one of the things I, w- I was just thinking about people that mark your life. Oh, gosh. And uh, to use my to use my critical theory terms, I have two parent privilege. Um, and so that's that's uh, amazing. You know, this day and age, honestly, and mm-hmm. that like that's right. I have wonderful, godly parents. Um, mm-hmm. Not perfect. Amazing, yes. though, no doubt. Yes, and a good, strong father. You know, so yes. I don't, I don't take that for granted at all. That's right. And I recognize, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Like, you know, when I'm when I'm looking at my parents, I'm thinking, man, it's God in them that makes them who they are. Because, mm-hmm. like, as, as awesome as my dad is, we were trying to imagine him. Uh, without Christ, <laughs> Lord have mercy, <laughs> and you can only understand what that would look Those like. Those that know him know what we're if saying. If you knew that with yeah. Christ, <laughs> he's on, been thrown him. out of many church leagues. <laughs> <laughs> with Christ, one time in Little League, uh, he 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 walked up to the ref after the game with gritted teeth and said, "I'll pay you two hundred dollars right now if you meet me in the parking lot, <laughs> please." <laughs> now that was that was you know. That was saved being sanctified, yes. Dad. So in, in, without in saved and being sanctified, <laughs> we all know Lord. what it would be, Thank man. Thank you, Jesus. But, but, you know, we're laughing. We know that would be all of us, man. Like, oh, there's yeah. just yes. no telling yeah, there's no doubt. where we would be and what we would be like. And so I just want to wanna give props and honor mm-hmm. to my parents. Is kind of that That's first beautiful. layer that, yes. that has marked me in life. That's right. That's Outside right. of that, though, this, 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 uh, and of course, marriage, and we talk about Thank that you, often. Love. That's it. That's my. That's my. <laughs> Amen. She's, she's my uh, my my AO one. What do you call it? I forget that word. My my ride or die. Thanks, oh, love. Okay. Thanks, love. But you know, uh, that's that's she's of course number one. So, but I got my parents, and then this guy here, man. I I owe my very Christian life and existence Ooh. to his friendship and his ministry, and um, I remember. I think I was, you know, I grew up in church. We talked about that before. I just didn't have a great experience for whatever reason. There's a, there's a lot of reasons. It wasn't bad, you know. It wasn't sure, terrible. Sure. Um, people have had a lot worse. But I just never really connected with the Lord. I never connected with any mm-hmm. of the leaders in the church. I was kind of doing, you know, you look for mm-hmm. who's the hot girl in the room. <laughs> You try no to doubt date about her. that. You know what I'm saying? That and that's your youth group existence. Hallelujah, youth group, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> you wait for that youth camp. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, when I'm gonna make my move for the uh, the the dance on Thursday night. You that's know? right. That's right. Why do they have a dance on? Anyways, it's a good question. But um, so so I get to this church when I'm 15 years old, with little church in Winter Haven, Florida. I think it was like a Sunday night service. We had church, and this guy comes up to me in a three piece, just looking like a mix <laughs> okay. of uh, a, a mix of Jean Claude Van Damme. And uh, Keanu Reeves. Ah, yes, that's good. But though. also, like, if you if you like if you give him that side eye, he might just go ahead and jab you in the oh, throat, you know, kind of look. But no, he walked up with the biggest smile, man, and get, and he was like, "What's up, man? How you doing? It's so good to have you here." It just was like, and I'm an oh. introvert, and I I guess you would be a strong extrovert. Uh, I, I don't know that there's any introvert in me. <laughs> right, exactly. So it was like overwhelming and awesome at the same time oh. to my person. And I was like, man, like I genuinely, in no kind of cliche or metaphorical way, I was like, I feel like I know this guy. I've met him before. And I, like looking back, I don't think I actually had, but it was just that mm. immediate uh, deep connection. I think you were, what, 24 at the time? 23 at the time. 23 yeah. at the time. And I was uh, 15 oh, years old. So he just, wow. man, pulled me in to this youth group. It got me into camp. I think it was like two weeks after that. <laughs> 
And we all went to uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. I don't know what you and your newly, kind of new wife yeah. at the time were thinking, yeah. taking, what, 40, 50? Yeah, I don't even remember how many it was. It was a pile. It was a pile. Yeah. Eyebrows were shaved. <laughs> was not Cuss good. words were spoken. <laughs> Fists yeah. were thrown. Fortunately, not by me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Fences were run into at night in oh. hide and seek. This guy oh. uh, imprinted a Priceless. chain link fence in his face uh, because he didn't see it and he was Still running. Still one of my greatest memories. Oh, yes. my goodness. From not just ministry, my life in general, watching him. Having that that image <laughs> imprinted Yikes, on my brain yeah. as the fence was imprinted on his face yes, it was one of the funniest things. It was perfection. And oh. it, and I can't say much because I'm rocking the man bun, but he had a full-on ponytail, so that thing went to flap, and when he hit that fence, what? it was amazing. It was. Um, but anyway, so we had that, that week ended up being one of – I'd had an experience with God or two before that, but this was like the one I had like – I mean, the services they put on his, his wife. We'll talk more about her later. But – she was leading worship. The first time I heard shout to the Lord. Yeah. If that gives you a reference. <laughs> Back in the day. And I like I but I literally, man, encountered the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And it was so Very strong cool. that it felt like I was transported out of this world, like wow. to another place. Wow. And it How was like awesome. this this intense period of like forty five minutes, like a couple nights in a row. And we were, you know, the friendships were great. We were having yeah. an amazing time. Doug was like taking us to these water parks and he was flinging himself off into these water slides where you weren't supposed to and showing us how to live dangerously. <laughs> right. And, um, but it was that place, man, that was the beginning mm-hmm. of just this intense walk with God that I would have. But I remember after that second, I think it was the second night I had this experience with God is when I sat down and the thought came to me, like in that very moment, it said, how do you know that Christianity is true? Yeah. And I had never really processed that before. It wasn't coming from any external thing. It just popped up in my head. And I don't know why, but it it just gnawed at me like it would not Mm. leave. And it like it was implanted like inception. (laughs) You must have got me in my sleep. That's right. (laughs) But, um, and you know, looking back, I I could only speculate on what was going on. But I, you know, you, you picture that Job moment and you wonder in that moment was God like, you know, yeah, you can go. To the, to, to the the court of demons, you can go uh, torment him for a while now, yeah. because watch what I'm gonna do with it, you know. Yeah. But it was not fun, and it and it took away even from that week. But I still had a great time. Anyways, me so so that that started that point of really struggling with wow. doubt. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I had such new friendships and such new life mm. in the youth group the youth group became i was going to public school at the time playing basketball yep. but youth group became my family wow my friends you made me a leader in the youth group one of the leaders and and i remember man i, I loved it and i loved serving and it was amazing but i would still be struggling like in these sure. services like wrestling with these deep doubts and so that's just to give you context but um so good. it was it was crazy man the amount of so I'm, I'm going to say a big statement. Basically, it was it was the love of God that came through Doug that kept me even in those doubts. Wow. And at the time, and and I'll we'll talk more about this too. But Doug, you always you always describe yourself. You say you're not an academic, not right. an, not an intellectual. Like that's not your main bent. Like. Yeah. You probably don't look forward to at night to going home and reading uh, Thucydides or no, <laughs> Plato. That's true. Or that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, and at the time, like you didn't have a lot of answers to those questions I was asking. Not at which all. is fine. 
But, and this is what I want to say that's important because one of the things we're doing on this podcast, we were, we were talking about the importance of being deeply thoughtful mm-hmm. and, of, and of loving God with all your mind, but also understanding that that's not everything that's and that in the context of mm-hmm. love, God can reach us through that other realm or that other facet of Christianity through other ways many times. And I would say that's why that emphasis on love keeps coming back in the scripture. That's, this is kind of the main Christian ethic and it can make up for many, many lacks, you know what I'm saying? Like love covers a multitude. Multitude. And in this case, I wouldn't call it a sin, right? Just, it was, it wasn't your wire and it wasn't what you had studied going into this time. Right. Um, but I do remember even in that it was the relationship that kept me mm-hmm. and then you went out and you did find me eventually a case for Christ book and mm-hmm. you passed it to me yeah. and that became a beacon. One of the, one of the, one of the few books back then that was written on apologetics cause there right. weren't a lot, but that was the starting point for me diving in. Mm-hmm. And even though you, like I said, you weren't an expert in those areas, right. you went out and found that. And that's what anybody can do. If you're listening today mm-hmm. and you don't have a background, you're like, man, I would never even know how I don't Kalam cosmological what, uh, sure. right, if you don't right. even know, man, you can find resources for people no to doubt. help them. And it's, and again, the emphasis here that we're trying to help people understand it's the love of Christ, the spirit of God, mm-hmm. and then he can bring about the, the answers to these questions. Sure. Cause there are people doing this at such a high level in the body, many members, one body. And I just want to point that out. So before I jump in and start talking, um, mm. having Doug speak in to this, I just wanted to point that out, man, that it was. It was his friendship, his relationship, the love that he poured out really on all of us, man, that was such so huge that I just have such a respect for youth pastors and local pastors, local church yes. ministers yes. that are doing that day in and day out, consistent Indeed. work, weeding the flower beds, right. <laughs> for sure. um, running for sure. around, doing all kind of stuff, going Waxing to schools. And, yeah, yes. man. But you just, you never know, man, the impact of, of what you have on people in those Absolutely. moments. So I, I guess Absolutely. my first question for you today, Doug, is well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. I am uh, completely overwhelmed. Do you remember those times when we we first connected? And, and what was what was youth ministry like for you at the time? Did you enjoy it? Did you feel like this is what I was made for? And, and what were your, I don't know, just tell, tell us a little bit about that time period. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for the honor of being able to uh, just sit in this moment. And, and, it, and I do, it's certainly not coincidental um, that, that I'm down here because the other family who joined the church at, at the same time that mm-hmm. you guys did, uh, that's the, the life that we're celebrating this weekend. And, right. And I just, it's, it's full circle kind of stuff and, and really remarkable, but mm. Yeah, the my experience, my journey. I I went through Southeastern University, knew that I was called to ministry, yeah. but really didn't have a clear direction of what that looked like. Yeah. Even though like I'm I'm about to graduate and then ultimately did graduate, the only thing that I could think of was missions. That's that's where God's going to take me, uh which of course he did. A missions trip to Zimbabwe yep. uh, at the end of my senior year, which became the springboard for the rest of my life because that's where he introduced my wife to me wow. and uh, the now Dr. Mindy Damon and, <laughs> and you guys both know 
Absolutely. Yeah, swimming in deep waters with her. Oh man. She's, she's the most remarkable woman I've ever met. And, uh, here we are, we didn't necessarily have a direction. She was a, a young professor at the university and I was working as a part-time youth director at the YMCA and finishing up school. So just to be clear, you were a student, she was a teacher, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. With the president and his wife's oh approval and okay, her okay. influence, thankfully. Uh, yeah, she was. She was a first-year professor, and, and I was about to start my victory lap as a, a second, yeah, yeah. second senior year. You know? I love and, it. That's uh, so good. And the Lord brought us together, and mm. it, was, it was a very quick, um, which I am not endorsing. I'm not suggesting that that's the way that God moves with everybody, but right. it is certainly yeah. the way that God had moved in our lives. and, and you know, here we sit almost 24 years later and four beautiful sons and, oh, and yeah. have been in full-time ministry uh, 23 and a half out of those 24 years. So it's, uh, it's just the way the Lord orchestrated it for us and, and uh, what, a, what an incredible gift. But um, yeah, it was about six months after we got married, one of my mentors at the, at the university invited me to uh, to play around to golf. And then <laughs> the man set me up and I didn't know it, um, had invited uh, a local pastor, um, to play with us and, and, and volunteered me to ride along with him. And I didn't I know see. the guy really. And, and I'm okay. like, I was a little offended to be honest. You know, I mean, <laughs> he was my golfing buddy. He's sure, my mentor, you sure. know, yeah. he's somebody I've been doing life with for, uh, going on five years. And yeah. So I, I, play around to golf with this guy that I barely know. And mm. I know he's a local pastor. And uh, by the time the 17th hole rolls around, he looks at me and says, well, Doug, I got a question for you. And, <laughs> and I said, okay. Uh, Cause I tend to be an open book. And, and he's like, what would you think about being my youth pastor? Mm. And it just, of course, dawned on me. And as Seth uh, aptly pointed out, I don't consider myself an intellectual uh, and at that particular moment in time, I definitely was not. And I was probably missing a lot of context clues of what was going on. And, uh, and I, I looked at him and I'm like, yes. And there had to have been just a massive question mark all over my face. Mm. Like, yeah, I'd consider that. But then I'm realizing the weight of what he's asking me. Like, we, mm. will you really consider this? And, and... I gained, started gaining confidence. I'm like, yes. Like, no, I mean, yes, I will go home <laughs> wow. and, and, and I need to talk to Mindy and, and we need to pray about this. But mm -hmm. it just, something about it felt right in my heart. Wow. And so we, we went through the interview process and met with board members and all that fun stuff. And in the, the very first moment I stepped into a service with these young people. And we only had about 12 at the time oh, really? when we got started. Okay. And, uh, I just recognized that I never wanted to do anything else with my life, but work with young people. Mm. Um, and I, I think a lot of that, you know, without, without going too far down that road yet, a lot of that had to do with the influence of my youth pastor okay. and the profound impact that he had on my life okay. coming out of a very difficult situation. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, we, and we can actually jump into that. What was, what was, um, 
your life growing up, you know, can you give us a little bit of context for that? How did you come to know the Lord and what led to that? I feel so much of my life is, you may, I, I, I just know that I've been in the hands of the Lord all along the way, even though my family was certainly not walking with the Lord. Um, mm. I was very blessed to have a godly grandmother. And so growing up in, in Flint, Michigan, just about three miles north of Flint proper, um, rough upbringing. Uh, my, my father was incredibly unsaved. Mm. Uh, if there, if there's a degree, yeah. <laughs> he, he a was spectrum. he was shading really exactly. far away from saved, and mm. uh, um, there was a lot of uh, drug abuse. You know, a lot of uh, growing, smoking, sharing, selling marijuana. That, yeah. that was a big part of my my home life. Um, father was a, an incredibly abusive man in every sense of the word, um, and. And I, I, I was the youngest of five children. Mm. Um, so it was, we, we were very low income. Like, you know, I, I frequently joke when I, when I introduce myself to classes now uh, at, at the university or uh, whenever I'm speaking to a new group that, you know, so many times we, we think of a pastor and like they, they stepped out of the womb and, and we're like, behold, I shall be pastor, yeah. you know, and, and somehow they, they got to float above the waves of life Ooh. and never had to, never had to experience a crashing wave, never had to be dragged across the bottom of the ocean yeah. because of the, the turbulence and the violence of of the waves of life. Yeah. Well, that, that just was not the case for me. I, right. I, I got rolled plenty of times. <laughs> and, and so there was something about my, my grandmother's house, uh, my, my maternal uh, grandmother, something about her house that I, I couldn't, I couldn't put into words as a, as a little boy. I couldn't describe, I couldn't explain, but I can certainly identify it now as peace, as tranquility. Mm. Yeah. There was, it was just a safe place. It was sanctuary. Mm. Mm. And so when pretty much every weekend, I would try to be at her house. That's awesome. I would try just to stay with her. And, and my Aunt Linda, who happened to be uh, uh, mentally disabled, uh, maybe with the mentality of a, a six-year-old, um, but just the greatest example of childlike faith that I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Just an amazing woman. And, and I would, uh, in the wee hours of the morning, going to use the restroom or whatever, I, w- I would hear my grandmother in her bedroom just praying and calling on the Lord. Wow. Just praying over our family, mm-hmm. praying just, and, and I, I literally, as a little boy, would just put my ear against the door and just listen to her pray. And, uh, it was, she was, she was amazing. So, uh, ultimately passed away when I was in fifth grade. Um, and, and so there was, there's kind of a hiatus of, of any real spiritual leadership in the family at all. Hmm. And over the course of that time, just the, the violence, the, the harshness, um, definitely couple of baseball bat fights right oh the there were definitely <laughs> baseball bats um Jeez. certainly my, my father on several occasions uh would run to get the gun 
mm. uh, specifically for my older brother, mm. um, because they just, they were exactly alike. Mm. And, and that was not good in any way, shape or form. Um, so those, those collisions would happen and really long about the age of uh, 12 is when my, my mother started inserting me into those moments when they would, when they would be fist fighting. Okay. So my brother being at that point, maybe 17 and my dad, those kind of things would be happening and, and my mother would insert me because neither one of them would want to hit me. Ah, I see. In that moment. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, my dad, when he had his little time and he wanted to, to just get on me himself, he would do that. Yeah. But mm. specifically in these moments, it was okay. such a rage mm. and there was such a hatred for one another that it, um, it was incredibly violent, mm. incredibly violent. Mm. And uh, so I would get inserted into these places and where I'm trying to bring separation. And, and to be honest, I, I, you want to talk about making beauty from ashes. I fully believe a huge part of my wiring as a shepherd, because that, that is the gifting the Lord has, has just placed upon my life, is, is to be a shepherd after the good shepherd, right? And, yeah. And, and to love people well. And, and I think a huge part of that comes from those moments, um, because I am a, a fierce protector. I'm a fierce defender. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the byproducts of those moments, you yeah, know, where you yeah, just yeah. like, a little bit of sink or swim, you know what I'm saying? Or in, in, in some cases, a little bit of life and death. And so coming out of that was, um, man, my sister closest to me in age. Um, and I have to be careful. don't want to, don't want to cry or waste, waste time shedding tears, uh, <laughs> taking up airtime, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, my, my sister closest mm. to me in age had gotten saved and mm. at, at the church, uh, my grandmother had attended. Okay. And she invited me to the youth retreat and to go back to what you were talking about at the beginning, uh, in the introduction. Yeah. There was a pretty girl <laughs> and there was dodgeball and basketball. Listen, that's, that's all she wrote. <laughs> that's, that, man, that is the recipe, right? Right. And so I, I was like, oh yeah, I can definitely get on board with a youth retreat and, and ultimately stepped off into this this space and getting out of the context of 8275 Neff Road. Yeah. Is right? that any FF? Yep. Very yep. good. Yep. <laughs> okay. Getting out of that context and having an, uh, a man preach the gospel boldly hmm. by the name of Tim Delina. Um I he was talking about a peace that passes all understanding when you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And, and again, going back to that piece, it, it mm -hmm. took right. me back to my grandma's house. Mm. And I'm like, I man, that. I want that because I, I only kind of know turmoil. I want that peace. I don't, I don't know what that really looks like. And, uh, wound up going down on that hard concrete floor and, and bowing, bowing my knee. And as I sat there in that moment, by myself, I think I was by myself. I don't remember anybody else being around. I felt like I had been immersed in water. And all the things that were going on around me, people were, they were cleaning up, getting ready, you know, for games and stuff like that in the evening. And, and I was completely unaware. It was, it was all muffled sound. And, and I just felt these 
maybe lack of, for a lack of better term, just these waves mm. of mm. peace washing over me. Mm. And so from that moment, um, there were some changes, uh, but I hadn't fully like I, the way I can, the way I, I like to say is it was kind of like fire insurance. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. I, I knew that I was now saved from the pit of hell. Yeah, Thanks yeah. to Jesus. Got my yeah. passport, right. my barcode, I'm That's good to right. go. That's right. right. Um, but about a year later, yeah. the Lord revealed to me in a very, like just a very tangible way that I haven't called you simply to be saved, Doug. I've called you to be so not not just saved from the fire. I, I'm actually calling you to be a firefighter. Mm. Come on, somebody. I, I want you to step into this place, and I want you to extinguish the fires that the enemy's trying to start all over, whatever. And and so again, I didn't know what that ministry was going to look like. I just from a, from the moment I was um, second semester sophomore in high school, that's when my life fully changed. And mm. and. I, I would call it lordship. Mm. So I didn't know Jesus simply as savior any longer. I knew him as master, as Adonai of my life. Come on. And that my life was no longer my own, but I had been bought at a price. And, and it was my obligation and my job to give him back everything that I had. And, um, and so I started really heavy being in that youth group and becoming a leader in that youth group. And, <laughs> and uh, my youth pastor, Jeff Christ, man, he, he just began to kind of like you and I. Yeah. The reason that I even knew how to do what mm. happened with you and I is because that's what he did with me. Mm. And uh, man, forever grateful. To him, I, I I still communicate with him. I still we still text back and forth, um, at least once a year. I'm 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 communicating with him. Thank you That's for your so investment awesome. in my life, um, because he really he he the Lord used him in such an incredible way wow. uh, to change the trajectory of my life. And uh, so he he had graduated from Southeastern. Okay, and um, invited us as a group of seniors. Hey, I'm. How about if you go and check out my alma mater and, and, you know, we'll do it as a youth group. Crusaders. Crusaders back in the You're day. The Crusaders. Yeah, baby. That's right. All That's politically awesome. incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was, it was fantastic. And, um, man, Southeastern was, was nothing, certainly nothing like it is now. Um, you know, it's really grown and expanded. Uh, there were only about 700 students on campus back in that day. Uh, we were barely making making our, our our budget every year. Oh, yeah, you man. know, we were like we were on the brink. It was always the super weight close. room. I'm putting in quotes in the army yeah. barrack. Oh, they yeah. had uh, if you happened to slice. Oh yeah, skin. You were getting some kind of infectious disease. There's no doubt. Right. <laughs> we uh, we definitely referred to that as the tetanus shed. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and, and it, we loved it. You know. Loved I mean, it. man, this was just our place, and and uh, became home away from home. And and I I still so many of the relationships that I forged during those, well, five and a half years, if we're being honest, um, <laughs> are still with me today. Mm. I, I still awesome. communicate with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Just um, incredibly deep. 
deep friendships um, that the Lord blessed me with here at, at Southeastern. And, and so anyway, you know, you felt like you knew everybody and, and the faculty and the staff were just so invested into our lives and, and invited us to be a part of their lives. I, I, I'm sure, you know, uh, Dr. Hackett, you know, yeah, I mean, he, he taught me how to surf down <laughs> at Melbourne beach, you know, and, and at, at their beach house down there. And he just was in, he was invested in who, who I was becoming as a man. Yeah. And, um, and, and then Pepper Brook uh, yeah. is, is he, he's a, a I think a, a head of school at a, a school in Jacksonville, but he is the man that the Lord used to absolutely just radically uh, change my life. Mm. He's, he's one cool. of the greatest people I've ever known. And by the way, if you're from SEU and you're listening, the check can be written out to <laughs> Seth Reddy. At, uh, yes. <laughs> Amen. Just email Amen. me and I will yes. give you the address. No, I'm just kidding. I remember Ring by Spring. Is that a saying at oh, yeah. that campus? Come on. Ring by Listen. Spring. Come on. I remember when we were married, you were constantly going back to the school for weddings. I was like, this is a wedding every other week down there. Like, right? A, so oh, single yeah. ladies, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, she Find your spouse. Listen, they don't play at Southeastern. I hear you. You're going there for a degree Listen. and a spouse. Well, Back so, in the day. That's right, right. Before it was, before it was Southeastern University, we affectionately, it was affectionately known as uh, Southeastern Bridal College. I see. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but now, for sure, that. you know, and I, and I have you bring up that story because we're going to talk a little bit more about your family here in yeah, a little bit. Sure. Um, and like I said before, I, I have, you know, I come from that Christian family and that's such an important like leg up. You yes. know what I mean? Like yeah, it yeah, really totally. is huge and you can't really, I mean, that's why God puts such an emphasis on marriage yeah. and family because that is the soil yeah. that grows the person. And you can almost mm-hmm. look at a person and, and say, know a lot about them by looking at their family oftentimes. Ooh, yes. yeah. But there are also times where God starts a new work that mm-hmm. springs out of a family that wasn't like that. Yeah. And it's good to know that, you know, that's his miraculous hand. No doubt. Can yes. really, can really reach in and, and start a, a whole new trajectory for generations in the midst of like just a broken, fallen family. No doubt. Uh, you know, and I, and I appreciate you saying that because Again, when I when I reference uh, Jeff, Pastor Jeff, he had gone. I mean, some several of my siblings had, maybe all of my siblings had ventured in and out of the youth group at different times, and and specifically my brother, who has just he. I'll just say my brother had got the worst of the stuff with my dad. The abuse mm. my brother got the worst of. Mm. hard hard stuff and and so he 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 was a product of his environment and that's not an excuse right we all have to make choices uh, but at that particular time he was definitely a product of his environment and and he made life hard on pastor jeff mm. if he was at the youth group he made he did not make it easy <laughs> and and so he could jeff could have seen me man okay here comes another damon right and and he could have written me off yeah but he didn't not with my sister not with me and and he invested and i really uh in so many ways am am, am a product of his walk with the lord man and and his faithfulness to god and, and not just saying yeah i'm not gonna have another one of those 
kids in the youth group. So good. What do you maybe say to other youth pastors or ministers at a church that see someone coming from a family background? What are what are some keys or besides you know just investing and not writing them off because of history? What are some other things you would say? You know, we as we've we've touched on a little bit this weekend. Um, the Lord has really just impressed this idea of Imago Day. That uh, man, every human being, every human being has been formed and fashioned in the image and likeness of our God. And as a result of that, that that is that is a an ascribed value from on those people from God Himself. Mm. And who am I to diminish that value because they maybe they're acting the fool? Who am I to say that they're not worthy of the grace of God because they give me attitude all the time? Yeah. So I, I think we have to fight against our flesh and our pride and and allow ourselves to to try to view people through the lens that God through which you know, the Lord sees them. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that, that really, it changes the way we operate with people. Yeah. Doug, you have four amazing male boys. It's something to witness. When I first met Doug and Mindy, I think, um, Chad was a baby and, and, and little Seth, by the way, whom he named after Seth, that just speaks to the relationship these two have. And, and I'll just say this, by the time I met um, Doug and got to know Seth's closest buddies, I was like, wow, this is a divine mm. thing here. I know should anything happen to Seth, Doug would be flying down from wherever he is and just coming in to just help or serve in whatever capacity. But or if I, want, I was to do something wrong to oh, you. Oh, right. If, he was, if Seth was there because the of all I have to make is one text Stone or call. Stunner. Listen, but what I want to say is what's so amazing is watching you father your sons, even though you came up in such a rough, mm. tough, tumultuous situation, how God has just allowed the buck to stop with you and you would think, I'm telling you, just looking at this situation, him and his boys, I mean, they look at Doug like not only dad, but like a hero. Like they look up to you. They want to do what you do. They want to order what you order at the restaurant. I mean, they <laughs> adore you. But tell me some things that um, your relationship with Christ mm-hmm. has deposited in you, even though you didn't see that witness of a good mm-hmm. father you were able to impart to your sons and now you have a healthy, beautiful family. um, (laughs) You know, and you're just so kind, Nerva. I remember back when when Mindy first told me she was was pregnant with Chad. And by the way, Chad is is named after my oldest friend. Awesome. And and who is still very much a part of my life. And and again, best friends, him and Seth are in the, the, the same boat. They just, they live there. They've been incredible. But, um, anyway, she was asking me, why, why are you looking forward to having a a baby? And, and I remember thinking in, in verbalizing to her in essence, because I, I want to be a daddy 
that I never had. Mm. And then I made the mistake of asking her, <laughs> why do you want to have a baby? <laughs> to which she responds, I just love the thought that we are creating an eternal being. <laughs> mm. wow. and, and that kind right. of sums up yeah, yeah. Mindy wow. versus Doug, right? Like right. She is right. treading off into deep, deep spaces. I deep love spaces. her. It's like, I'll see your tin of clubs. <laughs> That's exactly right. And here's your ace. Don't <laughs> ever, ever, you know, no. She, it was beautiful, but it really got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, if I'm being completely honest, sure. it was... Having that child, our first son, that helped me wrap my mind around how our Heavenly Father sees us. Mm. Mm. Wow. It, it changed my life mm. because it changed my, my, the way I communicated with God. I was saved. Sure. I was being sanctified. But I had a whole different lens because of the love that I had for this baby boy. Mm. And I am God's baby boy. Come on. So beautiful. That he loves. Um, Mercy Me wrote this song called uh, Sing Over Me. And there's a line in the chorus that says, can I climb up in your lap? I don't want to leave. Jesus, sing over me. Based on, you know, obviously yeah, it's, it's yeah. Zephaniah 317. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that lyric, um, I love music, you know, and, and yeah, just what sure. you guys have done. And it's just been such deep and profound ministry. But uh, I, I just, I really began to understand that God loves me more than I love my own son. Mm. In fact, he loves my son more than I love my son. And, and it, it just changed. It changed the way I operate. It changed the way who, who Doug was, the essence of who Doug was. I am a son. I am a prince of the most high king. Mm. And, and when you begin to walk in that identity, that, that changes things. Yeah, man, that is that, so awesome. Crazy Beautiful. to to think about how much God loves us in that way. And well, let me say it like this: <laughs> you'll appreciate this. Bring it. I think it was my—I I don't know who it was. It was somebody, a family member, or something? Maybe it was my sister or cousin. They were looking. You know, they they just couldn't find a good youth group, and for whatever reason, and they're like, "Man, we just you know we just want to find someone like Doug." And my dad said, "Puke. He ain't, there ain't no Doug Damons." <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, he's like, "You ain't gonna find no Doug Damons." <laughs> That's one in a million. Puke. Hilarious. But you know, but but the truth. But the truth is, you know, you guys were unique, and just the combination of Mm y'all, and and we were talking about this last night. How much y'all made everybody? I mean, names are coming to mind, like the neighborhood kids that Mm -hmm. you know, just coming in off the street that had nothing, all the way to like the people that came from you know rich houses. It didn't matter, sure, no matter the color of the skin, the background, whatever it was. Every last person there felt when they walked in there like you guys were a father or mother to them, and like they were loved. How did how how is that? Was that just a natural outworking of y'all's 
heart? Like, where, where did that come from? And how did you cultivate that over the long haul without getting jaded and, mm. and hurt by ministry? Yeah, wow, that's a great question, um, especially the whole ministry aspect. So, so something that the Lord taught me along the way, and I, I, I pray that the listeners understand that I'm, I'm certainly not bashing formal church ministry because yeah. that's where all of this started. Um, but I did have to learn that sometimes, quote unquote, church, not talking about the body of Christ, I'm talking sure. about the organization, right? Mm. Sometimes church and God have very little in common. Oh mm. boy. And, and that's a very sad statement that could sound harsh, but what it did for me is it, it prevented me from putting my hope in an organization and keep my hope in the Lord. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So no matter how disheartening certain circumstances would mm -hmm. be, because we did experience a couple of very negative experiences in the church organization. Yeah. yeah. But that's not where our hope was. That's not where our hope was found. Our hope is in Christ Amen. and Christ alone. Mm -hmm. And and so by operating that way, it just helped us constantly stay focused on these kids. And again, I, I know uh, to, to answer that question about how, how, why could we love these kids like this or whatever, man, I was the dirty kid. <laughs> as much as I don't like to say that I was, mm. I, I know I smelled like cigarette smoke, mm. you know, and, yeah. and, and I remember those kids coming into the youth group and I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, man, that was me. That was me. And somebody, somebody was able to break through. The Lord used somebody to break through all that and, and, and to get past all that in order to love me for who yeah, I was. So cool. And so I, I know that that's a huge part of it. And look, I, I would be absolutely out of my head if I didn't take a moment to just talk about just briefly the incredible gift that is Mindy Damon. Hmm. When the Lord brought her into my life, I, I had no idea. I mean, I, I, I thought I was all right, but I had no idea. This woman has blown my mind for 24 years. Hmm. She is not just an incredible woman. She is the most incredible person Aww. I've ever known. God has blessed her in so many ways that I could, I could literally sit here and take, take up a whole podcast talking <laughs> about her greatness yeah. with Come abilities. Come on. And that isn't even touching who she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, true. and so being, being partnered, being privileged to step into ministry with such um, an amazing, gift an amazing bride mm. certainly um propelled us toward just doing things right yeah so i think uh i think constantly being aware of of the underdog yeah Ooh, constantly good. being aware that's really uh, because good. that i was surrounded by that growing up just a lot of kids 
who weren't given a lot of hope, mm. who weren't given a lot of chances. Um, and sadly, so many are, are still the exact same person that they were 30 mm. years ago when mm -hmm. we graduated high school. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, they weren't reached. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm. So it, it does become a motivator. Like I, there's no lost cause. Come there's on. no such thing as a lost cause. Wow. Imago Day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really good, man. And by the way, if you guys just heard a jingle and we were just joined by a furry little friend here named uh, Toby, the, the Damons. <laughs> Dog. Now, is that named after Toby, Toby Max? He absolutely is named oh, after Toby Max. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my son's, my son's. Um, Toby Max. Yes. That's right. Yes. Bring it, girl. Uh, my, hey, Toby, my son's, when listening. we got him, they, I mean, obviously, you know, just. We, we love Christian music. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's pretty much, we try to, that, that's what we listen to uh, primarily uh, yeah. by choice. Yeah. Um, not to be legalistic, but man, there's just so much trash out there. Yeah. Sure. You know, and, and, uh, and, and it's easy to allow your kids to be exposed to things yeah. that frankly they ought not be exposed to yet. Sure. Mm. Right. Sure. And, and I want to be the one that dictates some of that anyway. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we had a we had a steady diet at Toby Mac. No, we did, man. And it makes me think, like back in the youth group days, babe. You don't know this, but we uh we the two of us did a duet. We laid upside down, backwards on a table, <laughs> and upside the down, chins. Backwards. We the chins. We wrapped a uh, I forget bandana. Like a bandana up yep. and covered from our chin up upside down you can't even picture this if you're at home but basically we painted eyes on the oh bottom of our chin and, so and like, did huh? okay and we did a uh we did the rap to right. what was the song was it sex is it oh that may have been yeah yeah do you still remember that song though yeah, heck yeah can you give us a verse though <laughs> <laughs> he put you on the spot. He asks a test when I'm pressed. So hey. back up off with less of that zest. <laughs> Impress his brother with a life of virtue. Uh. The innocence that's spent is gonna hurt wow. you. Safe is the way they say to play. Then again, mm. safe ain't safe at all, all today. today. Uh. So wait for the mate that's straight from God uh. and don't give it up till you tie the knot. <laughs> <laughs> Now y'all ain't yes. even got to pay for that. Oh my gosh. Now I don't know. You ain't going to get that nowhere but the Free Mind Podcast. <laughs> you know that. Hitting that XES is a test when I'm pressed. Come wow. on, somebody. Wow. Uh, but we, we did do that for the youth group. It was a big hit, actually. They, it was. They enjoyed yeah, they it. But uh, it. I know we were always rocking out, man. Doug was always happy. So youth pastoring, you know, a lot of people kind of get into youth pastoring as a stepping stone to pastoring. Oh, yeah. And okay. I know I, that never felt like the case for you, not that that's bad, but I know you actually did end up like going to Dr. Jeremiah's church in California and eventually getting your master's degree. Now you got your doctorate and, and you're working at, at Liberty. So just briefly, as we kind of wrap this pod podcast up, can you describe a little bit about that process? And I, cause like I said, I know you weren't, this wasn't a trajectory for you where you had this long-term vision of like making it quote unquote ministry. Right. You were just doing ministry. Right. But you kind of, I don't know, like almost like going down a river. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just describe that process and how you, you describe yourself as a non-academic yet you have a doctorate now. How does yeah. that work? And, yeah. and you've actually become a great lover of learning. Yes. Yes. Um, you've and listened to all our podcasts so far. Not that Absolutely. proves that you're a great lover of learning, but mm. um, a great lover of learning. But anyways, I, I do know you to be a person who values um, scripture. Yes. 
highly. Yeah. And you also value the presence of God. And yes. we, we want to, we always talk about that combination of that spirit balance. and word yes. and that balance. I feel like that's really been a part of your journey through life as yeah. well. So can you maybe, maybe talk about that and how you flowed that way? Definitely. Yeah. That's so, so good. And such a great synopsis. I, for me, the, when, when I, when I, that first time I stepped into youth ministry and, and literally like it, it just, I don't know if it was the, the Holy Spirit speaking to me in that moment, um, but I, I literally just sensed that I will only ever work with young people. Hmm. Um, and that has been the, the entirety of the ministry, everything from uh, a middle school Bible teacher to now at Liberty University and what is known as an LU Shepherd, um, which is basically the pastoral arm of the Office of Spiritual Development at okay. Liberty. Mm. Okay. And, and so, you know, basically like 12 to 24, I mean, it, that's just where we've lived for the past two and a half decades. And, and I still don't see that changing, uh, never, ever a stepping stone. And, and so maybe what, what I would like to say, if there are any youth pastors listening, do not feel do not base your identity or your calling mm. or your value on whether they value as you as a youth pastor or not. <laughs> because sometimes people just don't know. Yeah. Sometimes people just don't get it. Sometimes you have senior pastors who look at youth pastors as a means to an end because mm -hmm. they're going to, and, and again, I don't mean that to sound harsh, sure, but it can be reality. the reality. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they're and like, God can hey, work in that reality. No doubt. He no doubt you, you bring kids to, in because yeah. the kids will bring parents in and we can, sure. you know, and, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, you be faithful mm. to where God has called you. And, and so that has been the key. If there is a, um, <laughs> you know, whatever success, uh, we have been, if, if that is a thing, um, the secret to any success we've had has simply be been, um, being present where God has us in that moment yes, and not looking to the next thing. Oh, like yep. this man. So in, 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 uh, to, to kind of encap encapsulate that in a story, I was, I was serving at Liberty Christian Academy on the North end of Liberty university. And, and I had really sensed that the Lord was, was going to take me back to university ministry. And, um, and, and thus the reason that I had even pursued my doctorate, but here I am for the 10th straight year working with seventh graders, <laughs> middle school Bible, which by the way, I love teaching Bible and I loved teaching middle school Bible specifically because wow. those minds are just so beautifully curious. Mm. And uh, anyway, I, I found myself looking out my window. I had a, a full length window on, on my wall that, that looked at Liberty University and I'm I, I would come in in the morning and, and find my heart being drawn. Mm. And I, I would pray, Lord, would you open a door over there? Would you open a door? And then he just said, would you be faithful where I have you? Mm. Trust. <laughs> and come on. I was just, you know what, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for not being grateful for, for this opportunity for where you have me right now. 
Um, help me to be faithful with these these kids. Help me to um, speak your truth into their lives mm. every day. And what's so cool about that, I was, I was in the summer headed to year number three at LCA and was really excited about what the year was about to bring. And one of those seventh grade students who was in my class that previous year is a young lady by the name of Grace Nasser. And her dad is the executive vice president of spiritual development at Liberty University. And he was looking for a new, at the time, they were called campus pastors. And as he was going out the door one morning, said to his daughter and his wife, hey, y'all pray for me today because I, I need to find a new campus pastor. Mm. To which Grace, who had been in my Bible class all year, said, Dad, Mr. Damon would be perfect for that. Wow. See? That's so cool. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, all along the, the way, what I have learned is that I, I don't have to seek promotion. I don't Come have on. to look for the next thing. When the next thing is supposed to come, God will bring it mm. and he'll do a much better job <laughs> than I could do it by, by politicking or, or you know, trying to work my way into something. So good. Um, and, and I just don't ever want to step out from under his, his sovereign covering. Ooh. You know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to just for the sake of my own ego that feels the need to be ego. at a, mm. at a heightened position. Yeah, man. I don't need that. Lord, you want me teaching middle school Bible again? I'll go right back to it. Ooh, In the name so of good. Jesus, whatever yeah. you want is where I want to be. And, and I think as, as youth pastors, that's something that I've seen over time. We're just people get anxious. What's mm. next? What's next? What's next? It's not wrong to ask that, but it is wrong to stop doing what God has purposed you to do in this moment in order to, you know, or to be enamored with that thought. So good. That's really good, man. We'd love to have you interact with us all over the internet. You can email us podcast at freemind.fm on social media, Twitter and Instagram at freemind.fm. And we have a Facebook page as well, Free Mind Podcast FM. Send your questions, send your thoughts. Again, if you haven't rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts yet, we'd appreciate if you did that. iTunes, if you're on Windows and Android. And again, go to patreon.com slash freemind.fm to support us and help us release two episodes a week and do videos and all those reach goals that we have. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>